Hey there, welcome to another episode of Design and Influence. This is Alex and Boris from Arc IT. Today we're dropping wisdom when it comes to protecting yourself against cybercrime. This is as we stay at home and we're moving into hopefully some hybrid environment. It doesn't matter. The hackers are out in force looking to take our businesses, looking to take our money, looking to take our attention, and we won't let them, right? So cybersecurity training for your team, for employees of architecture, design, and engineering firms. Specifically, Boris has done multiple trainings for our clients. Just going to go ahead and put it online, give you access to it for free. Uh, Boris, how are you feeling today? You ready to represent and show up with some good security training? I'm doing great, Alex. Very excited about this. Very excited to help somebody protect their business um, and help employees you know, um, make sure that they're stay secure. Yeah. And, and big part, big part of what we do is this, right. It's, is is helping our clients, um, defend their businesses, um, and focus on what you do best and, 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 and not get hacked, not get interrupted. And so without further ado today, we're going to jump into a specific subsection of cybersecurity, which, um, as Boris says, one of the most important ways, businesses get hacked and attacked is through email. So we're going to dissect, quickly go to, into the mindset of how to think about email to protect yourself, protect your business. We're going to go through type of attacks. We're going to show examples and we're going to close with some advice on how to defend, defend your, uh, yourself and your, and your company against these attacks. So Boris, let's dive right in. Let's go. Let's go. So I guess the first thing we want to talk about is, uh, is the mindset that you must have um, in order to, in order to stay secure, in order to not to fall for any of the scams that come through email, right? And it's very important. Uh, I mean, the data shows it, right? So we analyze, we analyze the data for all of our clients, and what we find in that reporting that about, I'd say, ninety-five percent or more of all emails that are coming in are bad emails. So that only says that five percent on any given day. 5% or less of any email in your inbox is something that you should be paying attention to or opening, right? Everything else you should not be opening if you're getting. Um, so that's kind of the mindset you want to have. So if you're opening an email, the flag needs to go in your head, basically saying, this could potentially be something bad. Let me look for signs. Let me prove to myself that it's good. And I know it's hard for us as human beings, as people, because we're trusting creatures by default, right? That's what allows us to survive for so long. It's hard for us to think that way, but we must, in this context, think that way to help ensure that we don't get hacked. Yeah, and there's some stories that we present in various uh, webinars and, and things we do, but, but suffice it to say that even the email from one of your most common contacts that is kind of looks odd in some ways, and we'll talk about some of those things, is odd. Like the chances are like somebody is very, it's very possible for somebody to sort of mask or buy a very similar URL or email address or, or set up a similar email address. So it looks like it comes from somebody you talk to all the time, but it's not. And there will be signs and Boris will go through those signs and help you identify that and raise that flag in your head quickly. But yes, so sum it up, 95% of email is usually pretty bad. And so it's imperative for us to be mindful when we're uh, doing our work and, and digging through our email. 
Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I mean, sometimes it could be difficult because we're checking email on the run. It's not always easy to spot that. So we have to have that, you know, bad email first mindset to help protect. Um, so as we mentioned in the opening, and I'm just going to follow up on this a little bit, email born attack is a number one uh, vector of infection. This is how most viruses get into the system. This is how most people get scammed. So this is why we're, you know, this is part one of our series because it's very, very important. I can't stress the importance of this enough. So I'm going to say it again. Very, very important. Gotcha. So email, email is number one. So let's let's dive in. What are some of the types of types of attacks and how to discern or or how to catch them or how to sort of pay attention to them? So and this has been evolving for a while, for years actually. But right now, the most common email type of attacks um, there are three three types. So we're talking about phishing as the number one type, and this is an attack where. Um, you get an email and it basically says, hey, um, somebody shared the file with you or, hey, uh, you know, your bank had a withdrawal or, hey, you know, something else happened. Your somebody logged into your PayPal account or, you know, Netflix account. Right. I think you've, you've gotten a few of those yeah. and you click on the bottom and it takes you to a site that looks really similar to what either a Netflix site or a bank sign on site would look like. And you type in your credentials. But in reality, it's a fake site, and those you type in those credentials, and it gets sent to the bad guys. So now the bad guys have your login information, whether it's a bank um, or something else, and they can now go in and access um, access that site as as they were you. So basically, phishing tries to extrapolate your credentials for some sensitive website to then do something else, whether it's withdraw money, use your you know use your Netflix account or something to that effect. So basically they throw in a baited hook and all you have to do is avoid it, right? If you bite into it, that's when trouble begins. So um, that's, that's, I think that, that's a very well-named uh, type of attack, phishing. What's the second one? It's also kind of phishing, but it's more direct. It's called, it's called spear phishing. This is when the attackers already have some information on you and mostly it, um, you know, if you're in a position of power, either within a business or within a company, you know, your information is mostly public, LinkedIn, you know, some anybody can check LinkedIn, right? So that's how they get that additional information about you. And then they target the attack specifically for you, right? So it could be a fake email, for example, to a CFO that's coming from a CEO of the, of the company saying, hey, we just did this deal. Can you wire $350,000 to this account. And it would usually be sometime on a Saturday or Sunday, right? When you're not really paying attention and there's some sense of urgency there to get you to act quickly, right? Like we closed the deal, we need to get this done right now. Can you wire the money? So that's one example of it. There's other examples where the attackers, it's a lot more professional, right? There's psychological triggers to these attacks and those triggers apply specifically to you. Yeah. And so one example I can give you that um, in my last previous company, my team would get occasional emails that, hey, I, and and somehow they knew when I was out in the road, it's like, hey, I'm out in the road. I need this money transfer right away. You know, I'm in the gym or I, I can't remember exactly how it was worded. But in fact, one of our employees actually went in 
and started the process. And we had, a, it, it took us a long time to be, to be able to resecure our business. So it's, it's real. Like they make it look identical and they'll only throw a few lines like, Hey, I need, I need that cash. And it's not a huge amount. Right. So, so it looks real. It feels real. And it's, as you said, it's somewhere on a Sunday or somewhere where it's, it's more difficult to verify. Like some, one, one of these times I was actually up in the air, like I was on the plane, so I couldn't verify or get in touch with me. So those, those, that's spear phishing. Um, what's the last one, Boris? And the, so the last one is around, in, it's basically virus or ransomware email where it's, you know, the, the whole purpose of it is to infect your computer or to infect your, you know, your whole business uh, with the virus or ransomware, and most of the time it's ransomware. So then they can extract uh, the money for releasing your files after that, right? So this email would usually also be something where somebody shared the file or you need to confirm something. It'll be like, hey, you know, somebody shared the OneDrive file. And once you click on a button, nothing really happens. And you're like, okay, well, this looks weird. And nothing happens, nothing happens. And then three hours later, you see that all your files on your computer or on the server just got encrypted and you can no longer access them. So those type of emails are also very predominant and you have to pay attention to that. Gotcha. So let's go through some of the examples uh, quickly. And uh, we're, we're going to have a downloadable in this episode uh, in the show notes and a blog copy with a wider range of those phishing and other scam email scam examples. But let's go through a couple right now and give folks a visuals uh, for some of the examples or some of the types of attacks you mentioned. Okay, Alex. So here, the example of the most recent one we just talked about. And this is a example uh, where they're trying to infect you with a virus. Now, the phishing example will look a lot similar to this as well. So the biggest thing we want to pay attention to is if you, well, there's a few things. So one is uh, we need to check what the from address looks like. A lot of times either a phishing or virus email would come from an address that doesn't, so the from name is gonna look like it's from your bank or you know, from in this case from Intuit, uh, but the from address looks like something from Gmail or some other email that is not really um, associated with Intuit or that company, right? And so one trick that it gets used a lot is when you open it in Outlook or another email client, this is really easy to see. When you open it on your phone, you only get the from name. You don't always get the from address right away. So you want to make sure that you actually open an email and examine it in more careful fashion to identify what the from address is. So the next thing is, again, it'll be something, there's a direct deposit that happened and they'll be asking you to perform some sort of an action, right? So you need to click on a link to go somewhere to either check it out or update something. Um, so in this case, the link, uh, once you, in this case, the trick is to mouse over the link Again, using your email client, because on the phone, you're not going to be able to do that. So maybe, you know, step one, try to not take action on any emails that come on your phone, right? But once you can open it on your computer, you can mouse over the link and you will, it will show you where the link is going. So in, we can see that this website is completely weird and different and has nothing to do with Intuit. So we can infer that it's a bad email. So when 
you actually click on that link, you will download this file, this HTML file to your computer, and most likely, you know, there is a virus in it. So that would be example number one, virus Good. email. Alex, do you have any questions on that? No, no, let's let's keep moving. What's the what's the second one? Okay. So this is more of a this is an example of spear phishing. And basically it's spear phishing where the email is seems like it's coming from the bank. And what it says is, hi Eric, I have a payment to make out today through the wire transfer. What the details do you need to have it done immediately? And what they're trying to do is get your uh, bank information so that they can later withdraw money from your account. So we want to make sure that the domain that the email is sent from is also valid as, as we do on the other one, to confirm that the from address is valid. But what can happen is, you know, Sometimes they bad guys buy these fake domains, which have just one character that's different from the actual domain. So the actual domain in this case would be clean power finance. But in reality, you can see there's an I there. It's really hard to, again, when you're in a rush, it's really hard to, hard to identify. But mm -hmm. this is actually, um, you know, a fake email that's been set up specifically for this purpose. So, so in this particular case the best way to identify a threat in this particular email is what exactly? Best way is you need to carefully examine. Well, so first you need to see what the message is and see if there's anything that raises a flag about the message, right? And it seems like it's coming. So this is basically an email from a CEO to the CFO, I believe. And it's you need to understand whether whether the people you work with would send this type of an email at this time and whether the way they're writing the email matches. So this is, I mean, this is, this is a very sophisticated email. So it takes a lot of time to figure out. But um, if you pay attention to patterns and try to understand whether this email would be sent at this time and this is how the person talks, um, the next step would be to try and figure out, and if that raises a flag for you, the next step would be to look at this from address, right? And you can see that there's a character there that shouldn't be there, and it means that this is a fake. All right, so the last one, and this is this can also be, so it's an example of a phishing email, straight up phishing email where you know, um, it's an email from Microsoft Office, or I mean, it could be Google or Dropbox or anything like that. And it basically says, look, um, you know, somebody has tried to sign in. Please make sure that your account is secure. Click on this button. And once you click on a button, it asks you for a username and a password, and you type that in. And after that, nothing happens. And you've just given your credentials for this service away to the bad guys. And what the bad guys do, they Log in quickly. They set up some some sort of like um, either spying software or if it's an email account, they forward uh, your emails quietly to their accounts and they start spying on you to then later execute a spear phishing attack, which is a lot more sophisticated than what you got here. Hmm. So this is the way in. This is a foot in the door. So if you're able to protect yourself from these, and this looks this looks pretty Good. Uh, yeah, pretty so easy to just click on, right? Review activity. Look at that subject. Email quota almost exceeded. It's like, okay, everything looks good. Boris, how do you tell these uh, attacks, these kinds of emails? Uh, so, are? so again, look at the from address. So even though it says it's from Microsoft Office, it's really from some David at DDK Productions, right? 
So if, if this doesn't say from Microsoft.com, that means that there is a problem, right? If it's a Dropbox email, if it doesn't say from Dropbox.com, then it's a problem. So that would be your first sign. Second sign is again, you will mouse over this button. And in this case, it needs to go to a Microsoft.com website. If it doesn't go to a Microsoft.com or if it's a really long uh, URL that in the end says something to the effect of Microsoft.com, most likely it's a bad email. So those are, you know, those are kind of two telltale signs of how you know. And at that time, you just delete the email. Most of our clients, what we asked is actually to forward those emails to us because A, we maintain a database of these type of threats so that we can then provide um, this type of training. Um, and B, we tell, you know, when we work with you, we, we can tell for sure. If you, you know, if you have a doubt, send us the email and then we'll tell you for sure if it's good or bad. Very, very good. So the moral of the story is 95% of emails is bad. Pay attention, be mindful you will get attacked, you will get hacked, or you will get attempted. You, uh, you, you, there will be an attempt on your inbox in so many different ways. And it's not really difficult uh, to be, uh, not really difficult to avoid this if you're being mindful and paying attention. And some of the things that I'm fishing out from Boris's uh, advice is look at the from address, look at the URL carefully hover over any button that is being that you're being asked to click and if that button address web address like think url is your web address just like your home address if that address is different than what the brand branded email is all about then it's 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 probably an attack forwarded to your it provider or if you're working with arc it forwarded to us and we'll we'll keep the database we'll keep you safe uh boris let's finish up two more minutes on how to defend against email attacks. Maybe sum this up or, or give us some, uh, maybe some new ways to do it. Some well, I don't think there's any new ways. You have to do the kind of standard stuff really well. Um, and one of the things you want to do as a business owner or as an employee watching this, talk to, um, you know, talk to your manager, talk to your boss, Make sure that you're putting in place some advanced threat protection for email. So it's additional uh, level of security that is very popular right now and that we use with all of our clients where it goes on top of your standard, either Microsoft Office or Google uh, G Suite uh, spam protection, because those things are designed to um, only protect you from limited number of threats, mostly spam. Right. They will not protect you from phishing or spear phishing emails. They may protect you from viruses and ransomware, but also not always. So this advanced uh, threat protection technology using AI and machine learning um, is basically going to give you a lot more protection. And what we see with our clients is, you know, close to 98 percent effectiveness rate against bad emails. Some little stuff still gets through and then we manage it and manually add that to the block list. So that would be number one. Uh, number two, always remember the mindset. Always be diligent. Always look for flags in your email uh, that it could be bad. Again, try to come to it from the standpoint of this email is bad. How do I prove that this email is actually good? I think that would be a very, very good uh, mindset to have. And then number three, I'm hoping that you know what we're providing here will help you uh, regular security training is very important because new threats emerge all the time. So 
at least, um, you know, what, thanks for watching this video, but download, um, download our example guide and go through more examples than just the three that I shared with you. And hopefully you can learn um, additional things. So those yeah. would be the three things we can do. Very, very good, Boris. I really appreciate it. So download our email threat example guide. We'll we'll sort of kind of keep it updated with some of the latest threats just to give you an idea. It's free. Uh, we want to help. We want to prevent this for you. And we want you to focus on your unique ability and do your best work. And uh, But unfortunately, you still have to be mindful. You still have to protect yourself. I know it takes mental energy, but boy, it's going to cost so much less down the line to, to verify the from address and, and identify a potential scam than to click into it, step into it, and then spend days, potentially weeks, trying to unwind this and, and go back to business. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, we wish you absolute best. And um, we at getarchit.com, if you need our help, we're here, we're uh, working with architecture, engineering, and design firms. We've done it for many years. And um, if you guys are ready for next level of IT support, give us a call. We'll be here for you. Thank you for watching. Thanks, everyone.